Good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. Welcome to station W-E-F-U-N-K, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial brothers, dealers of funky music. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Working late today? Nah, like, I'm working at the shop, so, you know, had to go to a dinner thing. Oh, I got you. Socializing. Yeah. Go talk about the future of the world and shit. It's part of the job, I guess. Yeah, it is. Sometimes you gotta, you know, shake hands and kiss the babies, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. What about you? What's going on there? Oh, just coming off my heart attack from last night. And <laughs> I can't watch Monday Night Football like that anymore. Yeah. Other than that, same old shit. I got you. I don't know if it's, this is the right place to start, but I'm going to say this. Dude. So I was the hunted one last week, and I was the hunter this week. Yeah, it's much more stressful being the hunter. Let me tell you. Oh, are you kidding, man? What do you think I was doing? Like texting thirty-six points, thirty-four, <laughs> twenty-two. Oh yeah. Well, I thought it was equally as stressful, but going back to back weeks like that, it's like no, man. It, it, this shit's fucking. This is worse. <laughs> Every time the ball comes out of Mahomes' hands, it's like fucking. I'm in front of the TV immediately, like. Who's catching that? Is that 10? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, either way, it's fun. You know, I mean, we're going to get here eventually anyway, but there were three games decided last night by 10 points or less. Yeah, and that's what makes the whole thing great. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you, you sort of mentioned it. Like, you don't really want one person completely running away being like, you don't want me going fucking like 17 and 0 every single year. Like you lose interest. So this is yeah. what makes it exciting, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There were actually two teams that I had, because again, I do this, uh, the notes for the show, I'd try to do Monday uh, before, before the Monday night football's over. There were two games that I had to change in the notes after last night. Dude, I couldn't even fucking think last night. I couldn't even fucking talk. <laughs> I was fucking like out of my mind insane. Oh, man. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, we've had some good Monday nights lately. That's for sure. Fuck yeah. Losing some fucking sleep. Wake up for late for work today. I was like, ah, whatever. (laughs) At least you got your fantasy football in. Absolutely. Yeah, team leads can get that early morning meeting. Just fill me in. Let me know what went on. (laughs) Yeah. If that's not a valid reason, there's no, no such thing. Exactly. So, uh, real quick, go to news. Yeah, yeah. Let's start at the top. So, I guess for anyone, anyone who listens to a fantasy podcast about their specific fantasy league, has to already know. But Derrick Henry's hurt. He's out. Looks like quite possibly he's going to be back this season, but in the NFL playoffs, which means nothing for fantasy. Curse of four thousand carries, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is we've been talking about it on and off all season. And I know Henry started strong, but but this is the argument is you put that much wear and tear on your body and here you are, you know. So, I mean, obviously, you don't want it to happen to him. He was having a great season, but this is why those high carry guys, people get scared. And it's what is the actual number? Do you know, I think the number is 400. I thought it was more specific than that. It, it might be. You know what? 
personally, anything that gets over 350, I'm very worried about. Yeah, it's three 368. Okay. Yeah. So it is more exact of a number than that. Yeah. Yeah. So based, obviously, there's been someone that had 367 carries one time that that was fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 368 is, yeah. Yeah. I always use the number 350 in my head. And yeah. one, one thing everyone should always, um, think about and this is the part that doesn't overly get published on websites or magazines or anything like that that's including playoffs yeah yeah exactly so like you see your guy at like 305 310 and then they make a deep run in the playoffs gotta start worrying there i mean they're them carries count too on your body yeah and i i can't exactly remember uh tennessee made a little run in the playoffs right one or two games Uh, at least one might have won one. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just when you go back next year and you look at the, you know, what Henry did over 16 games, you might be like, oh, no, he, he didn't make that carry mark. But including the playoffs, yes, he did. Yeah. Why do you think these coaches are just some of them are just like so gun shy about putting anything out in preseason? Like they, they don't want the stupid 15 carries in preseason to count against the guy getting beat up, yeah. especially when they're veterans and they know what they're going to do. Exactly. Yeah. And we're, we watch preseason. We're like, damn it, put him out there. I want to see what he looks like. But, you know, in real life, they're trying to win some games, and they're like, absolutely not. Yeah. Not getting an extra carry. Yeah. So, anyways, 368, guys. Start worrying yeah. about it. Yeah, so in the, in the history of the modern NFL, uh, three running backs have managed to play a full season after carrying more than 368 times. It was Earl Campbell, Eddie George, and Walter Payton. So, I mean, it's that's out of 30, uh, 32, I think, running 31 running backs maybe that have carried that many and then played again the next season. Never are super all-time great guys there. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, obviously, and, Walter, one of the best. I mean, Henry might be too. But, I mean, guys that, that didn't do it um, were Emmett Smith, Tom, LaDainian Tomlinson, Trying to think who else. I don't remember. Oh, Michael Turner. Yeah, he wasn't an all-time great. But anyways, you get the idea. There's there's some fucking out-of-this-world running backs who have not overcome the curse. So anyways. Right. It's a, it, it, it's a real thing. And I think, and, and I don't remember what this number was, Ian, and I won't even pretend to. I, I will pretend to. But there's a, a lifetime carry-on running backs, too. And if I'm not mistaken, that number is fairly specific. I want to say it's like 3,400 carries or something. No, I think it's closer to 2,000, I think. Is it? That's why, yeah, I was just trying to look smart like I actually knew the number. But there, there is some lifetime number where, you know, like when you start adding college and pros and like that, that's the number. And it's, it's, it's not perfect science, but it's pretty good. Of, yeah. Maybe not even them getting hurt, but the, the big decline coming. Yeah, so that that number might be close to three thousand if you're counting college and everything. But uh, there's there's a a pretty pretty sizable study out there that compares whether or not because you know the magic number is thirty. You hit thirty years old as a running back and you fall off. There's a pretty broad study out there that people have amassed data in. Is is it you know it's not exactly two thousand twenty one hundred and fifty or whatever, but is it the two thousand carry mark or the thirty years old? Because both those things in your NFL career come up around the same time. 
if you're a you know a lifetime player. Maybe you tack you tack another thousand carries out there in high school and college and stuff. Maybe there's three thousand. Yeah, and please nobody start telling us like you know Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson. They're different. <laughs> yeah, they are the exception to the rule. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for every Adrian Peterson, there's a LaShawn McCoy who was equally great, but hit that number and disappeared. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all know the names of the running backs that are like really good one year and the next year it's like. Why did he only rush for 610 yards? Yeah. It, it's just, it's done. So anyways, we won't, I won't keep you on the news too long. The king is dead, though. Yeah. Yeah, King Henry is dead. Long live the king. You know, uh, spoiler alert. It might be a Titans running back on my free agent list today. <laughs> there better be a Titans running back on 12 people's list today. Yeah. yeah I, I'm sure we're going to have a little conversation about that. And, and oh, for for the record, just because uh, Henry ain't going to play the rest of the season this year, these running backs do come back the year after, and then could be very solid. I, Derek Henry's twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. And the, but, there is a fairly extensive list of guys. Like uh, most recently, Demarco Murray, that hit the carry count, had a bad year the next year, and then bounced back the year after. That that is definitely a thing. So anybody wants to uh, trade for him, not the worst trade in the world. But and again, I don't know what the stat is, but Henry's got to start to be getting close to them two thousand carries. He car- oh, yeah. he has carried the ball a lot in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next bit of news. Um, expansion. Yeah. So expansion. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is news so much as just floating in an I- an idea out there. We've talked about it here and there. I've, there's not anyone in the league I haven't texted about it before just to get. Uh, an idea of their, you know, their thoughts and things like that. But yeah, the subjects come up again recently is do we want to look at an expansion, uh, voting in two expansion teams next year, which, which to be clear would mean that they would enter the expansion draft following next season. Right. So we finish this year and play next year as is. Yeah. So basically how it would work is we would finish this season as always. And when we do the rules voting, we would then vote in the expansion teams uh, invite the two new owners into the league who would then be on the sidelines for a season and then do the expansion draft following the next season. All right. Give us a chance to get our rosters in order if this goes through. Yeah. 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 Let's you plan everything out. Like you say, get your rosters in order, get everything ready and, uh, and do, you know, I mean, that's the thing is even if we voted for it today saying we're going to do it in the off season, that doesn't give you the time to, it doesn't give you the time to do what you need to do. to prepare. So, yeah, this would be a, a year out adding two more teams. All right. What's the temperature on that? Uh, so the last time I really brought it up with anyone, I mean, you and I have talked about it recently, but last time I brought it up league-wide, I'd say it was simmering. You know, I mean, not a full-on boil. Like, not everyone's saying, oh, my God, why haven't we done that yet? But overall, a positive reception. All right. Yeah, you you know my thoughts on it. And, uh yeah, we're I, I I think we're ready, but again, I don't ever let me sway your vote, guys, girls. You know, I, vote to what you think's right. Yeah, and so the the big thing is we have enough of a wait list out there where it can make sense, and and we'll still have a wait list even after the expansion too. Yeah, yeah. So it's not going to dry up the wait list. Yeah. So yeah, we have enough of a wait list, and uh, no one should worry that we're going to go to like thirty teams or no shit like that. We kind of. We kind of talked about it. There, there is a max. 
Yeah, four, 14 might be it. But we, you'd have a pretty hard limit at 16. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like everyone shouldn't start to worry. We're going to keep expanding, 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 and have, you know, 40 teams, and you're not going to be able to start a quarterback. For this league, for this type of league, it would be a pretty hard cap at 16. But we would play 14 teams for several seasons. Let there be some stability before we'd even look at an expansion to 16. Because honestly, right now, I don't even know if that would be a great idea. I want it. It wouldn't. No, no one's prepared for that, and and it's dynasty, and you got um, a lot of teams going different directions. So, like the expand, the expansion only to fourteen would be enough stress on people with with the rosters because you know some people are rebuilding, some people are in the middle, don't know what to do, some people are going for it. So, yeah, to even put an inkling of a thought of going two more after the fourteen would be you. You would need many years before you could pull that off absolutely yeah yeah so yeah i mean it, it there's some other than just having two more teams in there's some structural changes that happen we'd have to go to either no divisions or two divisions um, which would change you know playoff qualifications and, and some of that stuff but uh not drastically but there'd be some small changes there um to the league structure on top of just having two more teams right i like the idea um but yeah, so people, you know, as you hear this, whatever, and probably getting a little bit more towards the end of the season, they'll probably start just going out and taking another temperature check, seeing where people are with it. You know, maybe if anyone happens to listen to the podcast, maybe people will be talking about it and kind of like decide amongst themselves, oh, I like the idea, I don't, or whatever. And uh, yeah, we'll go, we'll go from there. I mean, I think the league's functioning great as a 12-man league too. So it's not like, uh, it's not like we need expansion to stay successful, but. You know, we've got a couple people out there, a handful of people out there that would like to join the league, waiting to get in. And of course, the more teams, the the more of a chance there is to expand uh, expand the prize pool too. Obviously, so right. Yeah, we we played that redraft league for years with fourteen teams. And again, not as deep rosters, but you know what? There was nothing wrong with that league. Yeah, yeah, it was a good league. So yeah. All right. Next note. Uh. I guess the next one to go with is a rule change discussion that might be brought up in the off season. You know, we're going to talk about it more in this episode because there's a pretty eye-opening stat I got to throw out later in this episode. But uh, yeah, so basically kind of kicking around ideas about how do we minimize the no, the no lineup sync. You know, we had two teams this week that didn't have a full lineup set and it just, it's frustrating, you know, I mean, especially you try to make a league that's fairly engaging that try to draw people into it and then to not set a lineup. It, I don't know. I mean, just even if you can look at the game and say, Oh, I don't really have a chance to win. You never really know if you don't have a chance to win. I mean, you don't know. I mean, look at fish last week. There's always a chance, you know, is the point. And uh, yeah, we just, we got to set a lineup. So came up with a couple kind of a couple ways to, to combat it. And uh, one of them is, uh, Basically having a graduating system of if you go X amount of weeks where you don't set a lineup, maybe we start penalizing draft picks, you know, that you get two or three weeks into it where you haven't set a lineup. Maybe you start to lose a draft pick and the more weeks, the, the higher of a draft pick you lose. And, and if you get to enough, if you're five, six, seven weeks in the season and you're not setting a full lineup, I mean, that's half a year. Then, yeah, I don't know. It, it's still kind of forming. I definitely don't like the idea of a league that's so punitive where you just 
you get kicked out for things. I mean, that's, we're not in high school, you know, everyone has a life. I get it. But at some point we have to say it's an obligation to set a lineup weekly if you're in the league. Uh, absolutely. And we've touched on this, uh, touched on it to say the least a bunch of weeks and it doesn't matter it, just cause you know, the, the two rebuilding teams are playing, you know what? And you think it don't, it, it, it does. It, it's why we're playing. I'm playing for to not get any sleep on Mondays. And, you know, you know this, this stuff will make difference in tiebreakers and stuff like that. And, and like you said, the, you think you're going to get smoked and, and you know what you win. And when you set a lineup that that helps somebody else, because most of the time when you think you're going to get smoked, it's obviously by a, probably a decent team. And you know, if you beat that team that helps somebody else, it just, it just makes the whole thing better. If everyone's playing by yeah. the, the, the full set of rules, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I'm going to touch on it more later because there's some interesting stuff with that down the line, but, uh, as the commissioner, I guess I'd say I've been challenged by some members of the league to come up with a way to help encourage everyone to set lineups. Yeah, I've, I've kind of got two ideas with it, and one of them we'll discuss more later, and the other one is, you know, coming up with a, a penalty, so to speak, for not setting a lineup, which is my less favored way of going, going about it, but is maybe what we need to do. I, I, I get it. You, you don't want to go the dictatorship route or the the hard route for anybody because it, it, it's supposed to be a league we're enjoying too right yeah so so you don't really want to start running it like the government runs things so exactly. not, i i get it so i'm I, and i'm i'm going to assume by your uh cash prize for the zero point weeks is is your nice way of like come on let's, let's put lineups in guys well so one if we wind up voting in a penalty of some kind I'm not going to support one that has a penalty for the first time in the season. You do it just, just for me. Not, not that I can't get outvoted, but we all have lives. We all have stuff we have to do every day. Life can get in the way of fantasy. I get it. So no matter what the system is, there can't be one that if you don't get to your lineup in a one week out of a season, that there's some kind of penalty. Like to me, that just doesn't work. But if you're getting two, three, four plus weeks, I mean, I guess I'm more open to it then. But so, yeah, the other one I was kind of thinking about today was putting a little contest out there, a side contest that has a payout at the end of the year. Maybe it's 50 bucks, maybe it's 100, some, not a ton of money, that whoever can go deepest into the season without a player other than a kicker, kickers don't count for this, without a player putting up zero points on the week, that there's a payout for that. And one is obviously, you know, an out-and-out bribe just to get people to set their lineups. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. But the other thing is, is let's let's put something out there to play for. For you know, the Legion of Boom is one and seven right now. But, well, they've started their rebuild, so they knew they weren't going to the playoffs. Whatever. Um, Honda Killer, the champs, falling far. He's one and seven right now. I mean, you could be losing some motivation a little bit. Like, let's throw that out there and just see. Here's a little side game. Maybe well. And there's another side game we'll talk about in just a second. But here's a little side game you can play, and you win by setting your lineup and putting the best player out there you can that that you think won't goose you. And, and you can still get you can still have things go sideways even if you set your lineup. I mean, look at Manny Sanders this week. How'd that go? Yeah, um, not not well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was just thinking, like like I said, a little side game every week. You go and set your lineup, check back, and whoever gets deepest into the season without that zero point game. 
yeah, maybe you get your league fee back. You played for free that year or something like that. that that's just kind of one thought that I had. That could be kind of interesting. And then coupled with that, I, I kind of said another side game is I'm going to start doing a pick em pool based on the Dynasty League. So this is picking games in our league every week. Who's going to win and lose, not NFL games. And I am going to put some prize money up on that one. You know, whether it's 100 bucks to eh, 200 might be a lot right now, but there's going to be a cash incentive to actually do the pick them and try to get the most correct games every week or every season. Just because pick them tournaments are fun and it's just something that's a little bit more engaging and, and why not? You know, I mean, this is a league, at least for me, for you, for some of us, I think most of us even that has a little bit more life to it than just a fantasy league, you know, or at least like a traditional redraft league. So why not have it where you're looking at the game saying, oh, yeah, you know, this is going to be the the year where Joe finally managed to get a win on Kistner. So, yeah, why not? Just have to pick them there, see if you're right, and win some money at it. And uh, we kind of had the idea, too, was if we'd had a pick them tournament, that could be a good way to slot in expansion teams into the expand, uh, into the rookie draft on the expansion year if we did that but this is something that i'd plan on running over and above that year after year with with like i said a cash prize attached to it all right yeah i i, I like it who don't like to win or play pick them i i will say this since this is being recorded i do play in a pick em league with adam and i did go 15 and one one week now, all right yeah Never happened again, so I got to brag about it because, like, last week I only won four games, but that that's besides the point. <laughs> oh, man. Blind Mouse gets cheese every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Fucking like Atlanta, you- Atlanta beating the Giants stopped me from being 16-0. and 0. But anyways, <laughs> no, yeah. it, it, it's all kinds of fun, though. Yeah. It, yeah. You know what? Uh, usually Adam asked me on Mondays if I've ever watched football because I pick them all wrong. I think I should just start picking, like, what I don't think is going to win, but yeah, you know what? You can win a couple bucks throughout the whole thing. And you know what? This is amongst us. This will be fun. So speaking of, didn't you help out in another pick em game this week? How did that go? Yeah. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah. Something about what the, is it the Bengals? Yes, it was the Bengals. How much money was that for that? You were, you were helping your brother out with. Oh uh, no, dude, it wasn't a lot like 2,500. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Like pocket change and shit. Well, that's good. Has he called him and thanked you for the help yet? I might have gotten something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know it sounds like it, Scotty. We're not, ma- I'm not making fun of you. I feel bad, man. I did say the Niners, though. But uh, no, no, I had to throw that part in there, right? <laughs> yeah, I had to, of course. No, Dude, I, well, I, I almost I feel, feel like I need to re- read the text message. I did say that very specifically. Hold on, don't let, don't let me lie to anybody here. Yep, right here. I would go with Cincinnati, but I'm really bad at picking games. Ah, well, there you go. So, gave the prerequisite just for the record. Yeah, that's that's why I get so nervous when people like giving giving specific fantasy advice. I mean, doing the podcast, whatever. Oh well, you're dumb enough to listen to me. That's your fault. But but given exactly. actually. Given actual specific advice when people ask, I'm just like, I'm always like, well, this is what I would do, but I lose a lot. So. <laughs> uh, every time I'm challenged on a fucking lineup pick, 
I think the logic all makes sense and it never fucking works out for me. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. fucking Manny Sanders made perfect fucking sense this week. He scored fucking zero. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that... fucking Keenan Allen. I'll put him right on the fucking bench. God damn it. <laughs> but anyways, no, I yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> that's right. That's right on the edge of your chair. Shit. Oh fuck, yeah. Who the fuck knew who Mike White was? Never even heard the guy's name before Sunday. Yeah. So. Anyways, I won't let this get too far off the rails here. Uh, next order of news. Um, this one's actually new to me, so you're going to have to explain this one. New payout structure? Yeah. Well, th- this isn't as big a news to you specifically as maybe you think. Just the details of it. Starting next season, I'm going to give the option for teams to play the money side of the league a little bit different. But it's going to be 100% optional. Basically, what I'm going to do is I specifically slash we, there's a few members of the league that kind of have an idea of, of doing a business related to fantasy football. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit before. There's even a podcast out there sort of discussing the general framework with the fantasy bar, stuff like that. Um, but anyways, the point being, I'm going to give the option for teams to pay a league fee in a range. So if you want to still pay 50 bucks, you can. The payouts will be identical. You won't know there's any difference at all with the league. If you decide you want to put in 200 or say 250, I don't know where the top will be, but it won't be much higher than that. Then your corresponding payout will be X, you know, X higher than, than if you pay in 50. So if you decide to pay 250 to play, then if you win, you're going to win a thousand bucks instead of 300 or 350 or whatever the numbers are. And at some point before it actually happens, obviously the actual numbers will be published and everything like that. But basically I'm going to put the money up myself to make up the difference. So if everyone pays 50 and only one other team pays the 250, then obviously the total league fees wouldn't cover what the person won, but I'm going to put that up to cover it. Cause I want to start moving in that direction where you could have a higher stakes thing, but I don't want everyone to have, I don't want anyone to have any pressure to think they have to pay more to play because I think you can do both and make it work. Okay. So I apologize. I do know something about this. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, like you said, the sliding scale makes no difference. It, it, it doesn't matter, you know, wh- whether you win or lose. You're, yeah. you're going you're gonna to win wh- whatever it is, four times your money, no matter what. If you put yeah. 50, you win four times 50. You put 100, you put win four times 100. Put 250, you win thousand yeah so yeah the, the, that is not actually changing any of the structure really to the league i mean yeah. shit, you we, we could make that now and you're just it, again it, it there's no advantage disadvantage no no nothing so yeah yeah and and so i, I, I like that idea and and i said I, i'll split with you the difference you know i ain't gonna leave you out in the cold on that but yeah so the, there's there's a couple people that have have shown some openness to that you know or so, yeah, I appreciate that for sure. And basically the idea is, is that we'll do that. That money's going to go into a structured account with uh, the plan of having that account making money and eventually creating enough or at least a portion of income off of that account just sitting there generating uh, its own in- passive income, you know, like an index fund, something like that, where eventually you could fund a league that didn't have higher buy-ins to have higher payouts. So it'll get there over the course of, you know, several years or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a fairly in-depth structure, how I'm putting it together. 
uh, yeah. Anyways, as far as the league is concerned, people who aren't interested in that side of it, the game doesn't change at all, except for the fact that you get to pick how intense you want the league to be. If you want a $50 league that pays out 250 or 200, whatever the numbers are, guys, the numbers aren't changing. You want a $50 league that pays out 250. That's great. If you want a $250 league that pays out a thousand, also great. It's completely your decision at that point. Absolutely. That's why I said it makes zero difference to anybody. It, yeah. it just don't matter. Yeah. Just if you like playing higher stakes, you know, you can ratchet it up by throwing more money in the pot to take more money out of it at the end. Fuck, you know, I'm down. Oh, I'm, I'm counting on uh, Dude, I'm, I like trades. And I do got a little gamble in me too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you always get second place. So, I can, Absolutely. Use, I can use you to fund half the rest of the league. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyways, that, that's what that meant. Um, there's a handful of us that have talked about it before. And I, I think this is a good way to start incorporating it. But again, bottom line is if you don't want to change your payout, you don't want to change this, that, or the other thing, zero pressure. It's not like, oh, well, it would be so much better if fucking Ian kicked in $200 instead of, no, you want to play for 50? Awesome. That's the plan. That's the, that's the default plan. Um, anything else is over and above extra that like, I'm not going to be hitting people up. You know, I'll, I'm still going to hit people up for their league fee, the 50, but I'm not going to be like, are you sure you want to play for 70 or you don't want to play? Nope. It's 50 bucks. If you throw more in, or if you're curious about it, ask me and I'll make sure you understand it before you throw more in and it'll be a possibility. But starting next season, I'm going to make it an option for teams that want to do it. Oh, I'm 1 million percent down with this. I'm completely good with this. But um, And maybe one of these days we'll do just a straight podcast on this to kind of explain it again. I, yeah. I think me, you, and uh, the two Fisher boys there had a pretty decent discussion about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, that episode is out there, at least on Google, if not Stitcher. And maybe I'll get that one up on Stitcher. Or um, not Stitcher, Spotify, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that, that'd probably be a good, especially if uh, people are listening on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, it's all okay. put it out there. Dude, that, that thing just excites me. It almost excites me as much as Monday Night Football that I watched the last two weeks. But, that, <laughs> dude, just that whole concept excites me. I, I think it's a really interesting way to approach a league. And over the course of a couple of years, you could build up, the, uh, the ability to have a league that play pays a prize of thousands of dollars if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Even quite possibly a league that ends up with assets to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and that dude, that, that would just be absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. These are the fucked up things we talk about at fucking midnight stand outside my mom's house and shit, but yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so like I said, this is kind of the first baby step towards that, and we'll see where it goes from there. You know what? Through the whole thing, honestly, and everyone can remember this before they get too worried about anything, you can leave it all the same. You can be playing for the 50 bucks every year. Yeah. And the big picture would never change if you wanted to keep it to a small league. That's like the beautiful thing about this. It appeases to everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, and that it's... Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. That's what makes it to me super interesting and super appealing is on my end or, you know, our end, if we, you know, decide to split, if there's a negative payout on our side, 
there's some additional risk, but for everyone else, it's exactly the same thing and just more freedom to make the league, your experience in the league, what you want it to be. So it's oh, something yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about. It goes, like you said, we could do an episode on it. As you add more layers into it, it gets a lot more in-depth about some of the stuff that we're looking at doing with it. But none of those things affect the players in the league unless they want it to. So I think it's going to be, it's a different take on managing a fantasy league and it could be really interesting. All right. I'm going to try to keep this train on the rails here. Cause I'm actually all excited about that now. So I dude, I'm splitting every bit of the loss. I'm, I'm going with you halfway on this fucking thing. This is going to work. But anyways, you got yeah. me all excited and shit now. Oh, man. Last time we got talking about this, what was it? 2.30 at your mom's house? Got so late I had to sleep on half of a couch. <laughs> that's For the record, that's not the couch me and Ian shared. We shared a different couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The ones that don't know us very well are probably really wondering what they're into right now. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think Keith's sitting there like, should I move out of Matt's neighborhood now or <laughs> what's up? <laughs> uh, you know, he knows these two? Damn. Or, or he's wondering if Matt can get himself a U couch instead of an L so he can take a party <laughs> next time. We'll, we'll fit you in, Keith. Come on over. <laughs> oh, man. Dropping that real estate property value already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to buy a straw hat and a pair of overalls here pretty soon. Absolutely. All right. No, really, Keith, we're all cool. It's all good. Nothing to see here. Uh, hey, you did have one more thing on here that you kind of skipped over at the beginning. Uh, you're trying to set up another GM meeting this week? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking um, last week was, yeah, last week was pretty good. You know, I mean, it wasn't quite, but pretty much half the league. There were five of us that made it on the call. You know, there were some discussions had. No no trades came of it. But the thing is, especially where some of the guys, some of us don't know each other as well. You know, I mean, obviously the PA guys know the Buffalo guys a little bit less. Keith's still kind of meeting some of the people in the group. I mean, I think we've all, all the Buffalo people have met Keith, I think. But, yep. I mean, I've met Keith four or five times. I think you've met him two or three times. Yep. So just, it's just kind of a place if you want to get in there and congratulate Joe on almost winning his game this week jump on in he can take it you want to congratulate me on actually winning my game this week i'll accept that <laughs> uh, uh, but no jump in if you have any trades on your mind you know instead of just hitting a, a, a soulless button of you know ceh is on the trade block yeah just get on them there and say hey is anyone interested in ceh you know i'm kind of looking for you know, I'd, I'd take a second or I'd take a, a first or a, a second and a tight end or something. And when we did the call before, we actually had some trades come out of that. Not last week, but that was last week was technically our second one, even though officially it was our first. Right. I think you scored two trade trades out of that thing, if I'm not mistaken. I, I did one one during the actual call and, and one that developed the next the next day based on the call. So. Um, yeah, just kind of putting it out there. It's another way to try to communicate with people in the league. You know, it could be, is intimidating the right word or off-putting or whatever to try to randomly text a guy in Pennsylvania you've never met before. But if you're sitting there kind of BSing on the phone or on the Zoom call or whatever, yeah, it just gives another avenue where you can kind of communicate. We can all get to know each other a little bit more, get the teams in touch and 
And yeah, and like I said, there were five of us made it last time. Maybe this week it's four. Maybe this week it's seven. Who knows? But it's just another outlet there. If you got an hour to spend before the game, or if you got 10 minutes out of that hour to spend before the game, stop in. If not, that's okay too. Absolutely. I, I thought the call was good. We're all in and out throughout the whole call. And you know what? You're right. People just figuring out the camar- uh, camaraderie and stuff and, and making the league more family. Like you actually know everybody and, and shit like that. Yeah. It'd be really good for that. And you know what? If trades come up. That's why I'm always lurking on that call. But sure. well, you know, I guess it's not something we mentioned before, but if you want to jump in and you're crazy enough to do this, jump in with a start sit question and ask, you know, whoever else is on the call. <laughs> like, hey, do I start uh, OBJ or uh, Landry or whatever? Right. And just see, you know, I mean, you'll get some kind of a feedback, get a little bit of crap about it too, I'm sure, jokes and whatnot. But you can use it for that. If you have questions about the league or, you know, anything, obviously you guys can text me whenever and short of me sleeping at work and I'm going to get back to you as soon as I can. But uh, if you want to jump in and be like, hey, what was this thing you were talking about with the league structure? Like, I don't want it to change or whatever. Um, Yeah, you know, we can open it. I record that call. So the last one I didn't turn into a podcast because I didn't have time. But especially if we cover ground about, hey, you know, explain this part of the league to me or whatever. Um, that might turn into a podcast, so it might answer everyone's question that, that, that they didn't even know they had. Sure, that that's why uh, even on this podcast, I'll ask you questions that and, and try to get you to explain it to keep everybody on the up and up. But no, that that, that calls there ain't no system to that call. Everything's open on that call. Yeah, hundred so yeah, percent. Just just stopping. We're just bullshitting. Where our fingers are getting tired of text, and we're not all sixteen-year-old girls, so <laughs> we use this old-fashioned phone, new computer, Zoom thing. Yep. More cha- more changes, the more it stays the same, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, I'm down. Ian, should we just make this uh, every other week get together, anyways? Uh, every every yeah. week. Well, so I mean, we did it last Thursday. We'll do it this Thursday. Kind of gauge it based, you know, if we're getting. If it's just me and you sitting there for 20 minutes and then we move on, maybe maybe we make it every other week or something. But, uh, yeah, we'll kind of feel it out for now. I mean, I'll. the thing is, I don't even necessarily have to be on it, although I'm, I'm going to be so you don't just get on and hear dead, you know, dead airwaves, whatever. But uh, so for now, I'll just open it up on Thursdays and I'll sit in there for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. If it's been, you know, a half hour and I'm the only one there, I might wind up shutting it down, but. Yeah, and and we'll just go from there. If every couple of weeks seems more appropriate, maybe we'll space it out for next season. But right now, we're while I'm getting used to the idea, I'll probably do it weekly. All right, no, that works. So All yeah, right. we basically got a whole episode just covering the news. So it's gonna be <laughs> uh, yeah, this this thing don't stay on the rails much. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> no, but I was actually really excited for the news thing this week because I mean, some of this stuff. Some it's all pretty big news, and some of it I'm pretty excited about. You know, like I'm not excited about making a rule that you know penalizes people about their lineups, but I don't know. Maybe we don't even need to do it. But it's a it's big news one way or the other. But yeah, like the new payout structure, the the GM meeting, expansion voting, you know, this stuff, uh, a pick'em contest for the league, like this stuff, I'm pretty excited. About. Absolutely. Oh, 
I will throw in Henry going down is exciting because I do believe, and it's recorded, guys, that we did say this at the beginning of the year, or at least the off season. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we've been even even when we were sitting there admitting, oh wow, Henry's really playing well. We were even still throwing out the chip shot, like he's playing well now, but that's not really what the curse is about. It's can you make it through a season after putting that much wear and tear on? Right. So no one wanted to see him get hurt. I thought it was awesome that you had a freaking alien out there that could still run like that after the season he had last year. But you know what? You know what? Like it or not, he was going two thousand this year. Yeah, he's almost a thousand already. Yeah, but damn, what? Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, he misses half the season, but still, the curse don't count because he made his yardage. But yeah, what what it does is it's it's as much as anything, it's an illustration of percentages when I get in there and, Oh, well, it's 82.7% likely that he's not going to make it through a whole season or, you know, I'm spouting this kind of shit off or I summarize it. I don't usually go that in depth with the numbers. I, I don't do most of these studies. I harvest them, pull in the numbers, read about them, look and see if it's bullshit or not and try to distill it down. And uh, this is a good thing, a bad thing. It's really unlikely this happens or it's sort of unlikely. And I try to present it that way, you know, for the people that, whose eyes start glazing over when you're like, you know, the square root of the flux capacitor says that this is going to happen. And, um, but this is a, an illustration of that. You got a guy who's come back in, beating all the odds, putting up numbers that people usually don't put up in a season following the one he had. And it's like, yeah, see, all the numbers are bullshit. And it's like, well, the, the chances were high that this was going to happen. So I guess this is an illustration of that as you get that excitement and whatever and, Sometimes the numbers are wrong. I mean, if there's a 99% chance something happens, that means there's a 1% chance that it doesn't. And right. 1%, per, 1% is a lot. You know, I mean, statistically, it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not no chance. It's significant. I mean, well, we don't need to get into examples because the first yeah, it's unpopular. <laughs> um, no, I get it. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. So that that's one thing is that this kind of illustrates that a bit. All right, ready for recap? Yeah, so I'm going to shoot out and smoke because I'm doing hotel life again, and uh, then I'll be oh, ready okay. to get started. All right, get started on episode two. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs>